Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's four o'clock on the number one sports talk show for your drive home. I mean, you know how it is rocking and rolling and whatnot. This is Dukes and Bell. Brought to you by Finley Roofing. We've got you covered. Atlanta's most trusted and recommended roofer. On Sports Radio 929 The Game. So who do you like? We now know that the Falcons have requested to talk to Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, Ravens defensive line coach and associate head coach Anthony Weaver, Ben Johnson, the OC with the Lions. Ding, ding, ding. 49ers DC, Steve Wilkes, Brian Callahan, who's the OC for the Bengals, Raheem Morris, hello, DC for the Rams. Uh, there are a variety of guys that they've ever requested to uh, speak to. Being a free agent, they do not have to do that for Bill Belichick. Now that he can speak to whomever he wants to talk to. So uh, we will wait to see, but we will get back into this, Mike, because it's something we've been talking about today a lot here on the show. John McClain's going to join us also in about 15 minutes uh, to talk with us about this. Uh, Sports Radio 610 host, uh, columnist, and longtime NFL uh, guy who has, knows everybody in the league and certainly mm-hmm. is locked in on all of these stories as far as the coaching carousel. We'll get his thoughts on that as well as the playoffs that are coming up starting Saturday. With that... Let's talk some dogs. Dukes and Bell on the sidelines with the dogs. First and foremost, Kirby Smart, interview with the Steakhouse. Go check it out today. Rusty Menzel, they crushed it. They did a really good job with Kirby, and it's online at odyssey.com. Kirby talks about all the things and gives his take as well about Nick Saban. But, Mike, we've been talking about what makes you come to this decision, right? You are still at the top of your game. You have a great recruiting class. You are probably going to be a top three team in the country coming back next season with a chance to get back in this college football playoff. And I think, you know, with the expansion of 12 teams, there's no doubt. But you make the decision to retire. Nick Saban just did an exclusive interview uh, with ESPN, Mm. and they asked him this question. I want you to hear his answer. Uh, That my age started to become a little bit of an issue. People wanted uh, assurances that I would be here for three years, five years, whatever, and that got harder and harder for me to be honest about. And to be honest, this last season uh, was grueling. Uh, it was a real grind uh, for us to come from where we started to where we got to. Uh, took a little, little more out of me than usual. And you know, when people mentioned the health issue, it was really just the grind of, can you do this the way you want to do it? Can you do it the way? You've always done it and be able to sustain it and do it for the entire season. And if I couldn't make a commitment to do that in the future, uh, the way I, I think I have to do it, um, I thought maybe this was the right time based on those two sets of circumstances uh, that, um, like I said, there's never a good time. 
uh, but I thought maybe this was the right time. So there's no there's no illness. It's just the grind and the gruel of the season. There's no illness. Miss Terry's fine. I'm fine. Um, but it was the can you sustain the season? You know, from just a, a mental grind standpoint. Um, and I, you know, when I was young, you know, I could work till two in the morning, get up at six, and be there the next day and be full of energy and go for it. But when you get a little older, that gets a little tougher, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. I mean, I think the thing that we heard, and I think, you know, I think a lot of folks out there can, you know, and like I, we heard like Pete Carroll and Pete Carroll, I think because of the circumstances where obviously he was not in control of his future in Seattle, mm-hmm. felt differently and feels he can still obviously go out there and do it at a high level because he's got the energy and, and, you know, Saban just key. I love the, I love the honesty, the frankness there, basically telling it how it just kind of, it wasn't like there was any, any great big amount of decision. Some folks feel that somehow this decision was, you know, was in, in the books or it was being cooked up for, for months. No, he, little, I think he just came to this realization. I, I, the part for me, Mike, uh, that I love is the fact that he's not lying to kids. That he's not going to tell a kid, I'm going to be here in the next three years while you're here, and we're going to compete for championships, and oh, by the way, I'll be here when you graduate. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love that because he could have easily stayed the course and lied to a bunch of kids and said, yeah, of course I'm going to be around. Because I got to tell you guys, Coach has been using this against Nick Saban for the last 10 years. You know he's going to give it up soon. You know he's not going to be there. Right. And he had to defend it by telling kids, you know, I'll be here. I'm here. I'm going to be here. So that honesty, I, I do appreciate, and I'm with you on that. What about the replacements, Mike? Um, Sark, not leaving Texas, guys. And I'm not saying that because I'm biased. I'm just telling you. He's at one of the premier programs. It's rolling in the right direction. His quarterback makes a decision to come back today. He loves Alabama and what Nick Saban did for him. He's not leaving. You can talk about what we found out today with Dan Lanning, who's not leaving Oregon. There were reports, Mike, about Mike Norvell leaving Florida State. Now, you can put stuff on social media only to have something happen where you reverse field because maybe they up the ante and you get now, you know, another $5 million and you change your opinion. But Mike Norvell about 15 minutes ago tweeting Osceola on Renegade, boom, planting this fear at, uh, at Doe Campbell and saying, great day to be a Florida State Seminole. Hashtag big man coming to the old family. Future Brighton Tallahassee. Hashtag keep climbing. Everybody's saying the, the grass is not greener. That was kind of Lanning's message. So, Kalen DeBoer, name still out there. Turtle texted us last night and said, uh, this was the rumor that was out there, okay? Silence. Nothing really coming out yet about Kalen DeBoer. He hasn't said that he's not leaving Washington. He's just chilling. Um, what do you think about Lane Kiffin being a candidate? Because that name keeps yeah. popping up. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. Lane Kiffin in, in Ole Miss, and it's funny because you can probably do the best you can do at Ole Miss and win 10 games. Now the question is, can you come in with his ability to recruit? And obviously use the transfer portal. He's shown that the last few uh, years. Tr- tremendous offensive mind. Puts guys in the league as well at wide receiver, all the important positions. Could he now take him to Alabama and all that with more resources and pow? You're still in that uh, that championship uh, caliber level. Or now that Saban is gone, you stay at Ole Miss and go win the West yourself for the reps. Right, right. Yeah. I. And by the way, we're not judging, you know, these guys. We're just giving you the names, right? This is going to be left up to. And anybody who had a connection to Saban is going to be on the short list. Correct. And this is going to be left up to the Alabama, you know, uh, decision makers when it's all said and done. I said this to, to Mike about Washington's coach, Kalen DeBoer, and whether you think it's fair or unfair. Listen, they got bodied in that national championship game, okay? Michigan just basically out-physicaled them. One thing that Nick Saban hung his hat on was you weren't going to do that to Alabama, right? right? And so when you talk about the big boys up front, I'm not telling you he can't recruit those guys, but Mike mentioned to me, he's like, hasn't college football become kind of finesse now? Mm -hmm. And I'm going to tell you yes, but I also think 
that you win these championships and you compete for these championships because of the big boys up front. And even though he's been 25-3 and three across his first two seasons mm. at Washington, he's a hot name. I just think if you're Alabama, you better get somebody. And this is why the Kiffin thing is interesting. Who knows the SEC, right. who understands the landscape and the environment. Recruits. Recruits. Yeah. All of that matters. And so I'm not saying Kalen DeBoer is not the guy. But yeah, last night as we were having this conversation as a show, I was like, they better go get a guy that understands all this. Because you, if you don't, Alabama fans are going to be very impatient here. I know Saban's stepping away, but if you guys think for one second that Alabama fans are going to go, well, it's okay if we win five games next year. No. You're crazy. Well, I mean, one thing about, you know, Brian Harson at Auburn, Auburn is so friggin' dysfunctional, it's not even funny. I mean, it's just they can never seem to get everybody on the same page. It's almost like, you know, it's, a, it's like a circular, uh, you know, uh, firing range. But everyone's just, you know, they all taking their pot shots. Everyone's got their guy. So Harson was pretty much doomed from the jump because there was like, it seemed like half the money guys didn't like him. But in Alabama, I mean, at one point you had – remember when you had, like, the boosters meddling, trying to get guys in and all that? That doesn't happen anymore in Alabama. You know, Greg Byrne is the AD, and obviously it's, a, it's the biggest decision he's ever going to make. But at least from what we hear, you don't have these, like, little clicks and everyone's got their guy. So it would be difficult. I mean, like, whoever you are, it's the most impossible task ever. Because, as, as I said, you know, Jimbo took over for Bobby, but it still took some time. And he was kind of worked in as a coach in waiting. You don't want to be the guy that replaces Saban. And Dabble was the guy for so many years. Even Mike Johnson said, and that was a guy he thought would be the guy. I thought it interesting. Mike said that Dabble's always kind of sniffing around the Alabama program too at events in the off season. Interesting, as if trying to whether it's for leverage against Clemson or just trying to keep his, his you know the, the brand out there. But Dabble's taking a big hit, and of course we just spent so much time talking about the portal. It's the one thing he hasn't embraced. We so, built this program in God's name, <laughs> image, and likeness. Kind of get an amen, but it's just doesn't. It's just not as hot a brand, and it's not that locked that it was, you know, four or five years ago when he was beating Nick Saban in championships. Oh, that was the all thing. Right, all right. What's this guy's name? Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Tyler. I've, I've listened to Tyler. enough of you. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious to see where they go. I really Lane am. Kiffin, I mean, like I said, everything I just said, you can now you can argue that now the impediment to you ever winning the West for, for Ole Miss is gone if Saban's gone. So now you or can you go up there and because you've shown your your ability to do it. At a high level at Ole Miss, you go with those resources they are going to be provided with at Alabama, and you're off and running, and you don't miss a beat. Yeah. I, and I, you bring some guys with you from Ole Miss, well, perhaps. It, but it's e- that's the easiest choice. Like, that makes total sense. Right. That's an easy transition. But, just, here thing, but, but the other thing is, Lane Kiffin is never going to change. Lane Kiffin is always going to be you know, ex- extemporaneous speaker, yeah. off the cuff. You know, that's his style. You know, as long as you get down with that, I mean, that's that's what you're getting. If you're winning games, people don't care. It's right. when you're losing games that people start to care about that. Right. And he's been winning at Ole Miss, and they were all great with it. And, listen, um, we take for granted, again, Saban embraced him coming over to be the OC and running things the way he wanted to run them. And that, that offense was dynamic under Lane Kiffin. We will see what happens as far as the hiring and the mm-hmm. replacement. But we did want you to hear, because that's the first time Saban has, has addressed, you know, the world. Right. He addressed his team. Uh, yesterday, but he had, you know, everybody's like, why, why, why? And immediately when you start saying a guy, you know, well, he was on the coaches meeting yesterday, the SEC coaches meeting, and then he decides to retire, you think there's just something physically wrong. And he said, no, Miss Terry's fine. I'm fine. It's just time. And I just respect it, man. I, I do. I just, I think so many guys think that they can just, you know, continue to do this. And then as Coach Kirby Smart said, you don't go out your way. You don't get to choose. Right. And then that's when it's, oh, I can't believe they're firing this guy. It's not going to be the case. 404-726-0929. It's our Solomon Brothers Diamond text line. we got a lot more to get to, including John McClain's going to join us. We're going to talk about all these coaching uh, openings in the NFL, what he thinks about him, and what he thinks about Belichick and where he might end up. Maybe here? It's Dukes and Bell. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H track all wheel drive and three row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is Dukes and Bell. We're talking about all these coaching openings, including the one right here in the ATL. A quarter of the league is uh, looking for a coach, bro. I don't think it's over. I think this weekend you could have a couple of more uh, teams that maybe move on from their coaches, depending on what happens. John McClain is here, Sports Radio 610, Houston host, columnist, longtime guy to cover the National Football League. And, General, it's good to have you back on. I want to ask you about the Belichick thing because there are a lot of rumors floating around about Belichick and Arthur Blank really being intrigued by maybe bringing him here to Atlanta now that this job is open after firing Arthur Smith. What are you hearing and what do you think Belichick is going to do? I think Atlanta would be a good spot for him except for one reason, and it's what he did not have in New England, a quarterback. Now, if you got a defense and you got a running game and you got some receivers like the Falcons do and Blank is considered a good owner in the NFL, and um, I think if having the ninth pick, that's what Carolina had last year. You saw what it took to trade up. Uh, if the Bears indeed to stick with Justin Fields, they'll have multiple teams bidding with them. I don't think they're going to stick with Fields. I think when you're trying to get a new stadium, people would be much more fired up if you brought in one of the all-time great quarterback prospects in Caleb Williams hmm. than it would be if you stuck with Fields one more year. You're going to have to give him that huge contract or extend it or pick up the fifth-year option. And then you got all kind of issues you can't afford to be wrong, but uh, I think y'all know you guys see him there every day. They got to get a quarterback, and it, it would be ironic to me if all the complaints I heard about Arthur Smith being a crumbudgeon, <laughs> then you get the biggest crumbudgeon in NFL history. <laughs> when you got six Super Bowl victories, you can be a crumbudgeon. And that's we we literally just had that same argument, John, as John McClain joins us. I mean, we know what he's accomplished, but do you feel that there will be a great third act, or do you feel he's lost his fastball? I think that uh, what Belichick needs, he's got to get a quarterback, of course, but he's got to get, I would say, you know, Bill O'Brien coming in there to call plays 
and he was supposed to fix uh, Mac Jones, Mm -hmm. and he couldn't do it. And I think he needs a more creative offensive coordinator. And let Belichick oversee the defense. He'd bring his son Steve to call the defenses because their defense was good. They just had a terrible quarterback situation. And I still don't know what happened to Mac Jones after such an impressive rookie year. It's kind of like what happened to Carson Wentz. If those guys could do it at one time, what has held them back? And so uh, I think that anybody hired Belichick, you know, is going to want him working close with people. Rich McKay's there. You know, Rich is a longtime general manager. And I'm sure that Belichick would have to have it in his contract. He had final say over personnel. He's just not going to operate if he doesn't. And so um, you would have to have a good personnel person working with him that he trusts. He went through a lot of them. Maybe he wants to bring back Josh McDaniels to be the quarterback coach or the coordinator. They were good with, with Josh, but the problem is his record is terrible without Tom Brady. Mm. And you got to worry about that. People say well, there's not a Patriot way, it was a Brady way. And so that's something you got to worry about. But he hadn't gotten stupid. The game hasn't passed him by. His defense was real good this year. So I think Washington would be another opportunity. His best years were spent in Annapolis when he's a, and he, he is a, a war aficionado who loves the military. And that seems like a good spot for him. But the problem with the commanders, they got too many, they got too many cooks in the kitchen. And somebody said, you know, you got magic Johnson's a minor partner tweet tweeting after games about how bad his team was. You got Bob Myers, Golden State's former GM coming in. So you got two basketball uh, greats on a role in a football team. The owner, Josh Harris, said he wants to know what his minor partners think. Do you think Bill Belichick wants to listen to all those people? Mm. Hell no. So if they have a plan to get a quarterback, if he tells Arthur Blank and Rich McKay, and all in thought note, all those guys that we got to do this to get this quarterback, do I have your approval to try to pull this off? I think Atlanta's by far the best opportunity. We've talked about uh, some of these other coaching candidates. We're talking with John McClain. We will get his thoughts on the playoffs. Texans uh, get to host a playoff game after winning that division, and uh, everybody's looking forward to the Browns and, and that game coming up this weekend. You know Aaron Glenn very well. Uh, Falcons have requested an interview with him. I think he's going to get a lot of interviews. You know Vrabel from his time there in Houston. Uh, a lot of these guys, who, whether they've been head coaches or not, and I want to focus in on Vrabel because everybody thinks that he's just going to go to New England and replace Belichick, and I want to get your thoughts there. I think he's a really excellent coach, uh, and he could probably pick his job. I don't know where, where he wants to end up, but tell us what you think about Vrabel. I think Mike Brabel is tremendous. I was stunned when they fired him. I thought it was a terrible decision. He lost a power play with Rand Carthorn, who had been there as a GM one year. And I know he'll have multiple offers. And I think Mike, he would love to coach the Falcons because he likes to run the ball. He had Derrick Henry this year. He had Tajon Spears. You got a, You got double trouble. There in the backfield, I think that would be a great spot for him. You know, he got to the AFC Championship game. He had on-field advantage 
another time with Ryan Tannehill as his quarterback. I think finding a new quarterback who was a high pick and trading a lot of draft capital wouldn't be as important to him as it might be to Belichick who struggled without a quarterback. And um, I think Gerard Mayo, who's been with the organization 16 years as a player and assistant under Belichick, he's a strong candidate. Last year, Carolina asked for permission to talk to him, and Bob Kraft gave him a huge raise not to interview. Well, would you give a guy who's a position coach, Mm. not a coordinator, a huge raise to stay if you didn't have big plans? But that depends on if Robert Kraft wants to get away from the Patriot way and go in another direction because Mayo had 16 years working with Belichick. So you're going to get more of the same, just a different manner about going to it. And the Patriots is not a good job. They have a severe Mm -hmm. lack of talent. They've had bad drafts since Nick Casario left there and came to the Texans. And I would not let Belichick, have final say on the draft because they've done a terrible job. Experienced players, free agents, street free agents, yes, but not to draft because he's just had too many failures. And I would love to see. I think the Falcons are tailor-made for Vrabel. He likes to play defense, run the ball, use a lot of play action built around that running game, and I think he would be tremendous. John McClain's with us, guys, legendary writer for the Houston Chronicle broadcaster on 610 down there in H-Town. John, would there be any hesitance from Rabel because his pal Arthur Smith got fired without any bearing on the decision? I don't think coaches look at that like that. If you look at uh, if you look at Arthur Blank, you know, maybe you guys see something we don't see around the country, but he has a lot of respect as an owner. Yes, he had an experience to a lot of success, but people respect Blank the way he operates. And uh, so I don't think that would affect, have any effect at all. Now, would he hire a coach, a second coach from the Titans? Would people over there, fans and media go, oh, my God, why would you go to that Tennessee well again? I don't know if that'd be an issue or not. And, you know, Pete Carroll, who's 72, 72 is not 72 now the way it used to be. Pete's in great shape. I'm 72. I was saying his energy, his hair. (laughs) I think Pete could coach till he's 82. And I think Pete would be a good one. Same problem caught him. He cast his lot with Geno Smith. Looked good last year. Didn't work this year. Yeah, it's a great point. John, I want you to dispel one thing before we talk about the games this weekend. And that is the rumor for a lot of fans in this area, in the Southeast, who believe that D'Amico Ryans would be a great choice for Alabama. He's not leaving, right? And why in the world would he, he leave and go head coaching jobs in college? Saban left because of all the NIL BS and the transfer portal BS. When you finish the season, your players, okay, how much are you going to pay me next season? This school's going to offer me this. And by the way, who's doing all that negotiating for these players? It's against the rules to have agents. And we know that agents would never break rules. And so you've got to, you've got to recruit them all over again and play them. I don't, I don't, I'm not surprised at all Saban retired for the reasons. I think he'll end up at ESPN. That's what a lot of people are saying eventually, replace Lee Corso. But uh, I can't imagine. D'Amico loves Alabama. D'Amico is from Alabama. He's always saying roll tide, but he has got a great thing there. 
And I think he's he's locked in with C.J. Stroud for a long time. He don't want to change his quarterbacks every two or three years and then go find one at another school. He's got a perfect situation here. Owners that leave him alone, a general manager who he works closely with on personnel decisions, and uh, I do not see him going to Alabama. Let's talk about the games. Uh, Browns come in there. We've got Dolphins, Chiefs, those two games on Saturday. Just give me your thoughts about this weekend. Do the Packers have a chance with the Cowboys? Uh, Steelers upset the Bills. Give me your thoughts, John. Packers, I can't imagine have a chance at Dallas because they've been invincible at home. They just can't beat good teams on the road. You know, if they could play bad teams on the road in the playoffs, they'd go to the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, they can't. So I think they'll put the Packers away early. I think Philadelphia is going to beat Tampa, even though everybody's picking Tampa. That could mean Todd Bowles is out of a job. If Philly loses, you know, you never know. Maybe mm. uh, Jeffrey Lurie decides to pull the plug hmm. on Sirianni. I think that'd be stupid one year after he went to the Super Bowl and had a 10 and one start. And uh, the Texans-Browns, Browns won here on Christmas Eve, 36-22 in a game that was not that close. But uh, – C.J. Stroud didn't play. Several of their players didn't play because of injuries, and now they are. Browns are favored two and a half. I picked the Browns by four, and uh, I hope I'm wrong. But you know what? I'll tell you what, Carl. People here are so excited (laughs) about the Texans going from three wins to ten and seven, winning the AFC South for the first time since 19. Yes, they'll be disappointed if they lose. But when they look back over the whole season, it's been magical and that people are going to be so fired up going into next season because there's been nothing to be fired up here for a long time. Even when Bill O'Brien was winning a division, people didn't like Bill. People didn't get fired up. He was getting rid of players and, and warring behind the scenes with executives. Everybody hated to come to work, and now everybody loves to go to work at NRG Stadium. Sounds like what happens when people leave Bill Belichick. They kind of take that business model with them. It doesn't play everywhere. One last question, John. Uh, Kansas City, boy, they've looked really, really mortal at times. But uh, Miami doesn't seem like they can handle the good teams. And it's going to be cold out there in Kansas City. Yeah, it could be less than zero at kickoff. Two is winless. I think he's 0-4 or 0-5 when the temperature is below 45. (laughs) (laughs) So that doesn't bode well. I think it depends on the win. The uh, team that runs the ball the best is probably going to win. Mustard's back practicing. But I'd never pick against the Chiefs with Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes at Arrowhead. And I don't care how many passes the receivers drop. If they drop some uh, Saturday night, at least they'll have an excuse this time. Always good to talk with you, John. Take care. Good luck. Uh, Have fun watching this weekend, and we appreciate your input. We'll talk to you soon. My pleasure. Anytime, Carl. John McClain, guys, breaking down things around the NFL. Hope you heard what he talked about with Belichick. He hasn't been good. We can talk about all this stuff, but it's all in the past. Hasn't been good since Brady left. Right. All right, we're going to get more into it. Mike, what do we got coming up in Guy Talk? All right, man, nobody wants to be called a Karen, right? So what do you call a dude who's acting like a Karen? Kevin? No, there's a code for that. Oh. Yeah, thanks to flight attendants. I'll spill the beans on that. And why Bob Kraft didn't try to leverage a draft pick for Bill Belichick. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's time for Guy Talk. <laughs> it's time for shenanigans. Brought to you by Hooters. If the game is on, it's on at Hooters. Any conference, all season long. Welcome to Atlanta where the play is played. Hey, man, it is uh, Dukes and Bell. We've been focused, obviously, on uh, everything going on in the NFL. And of course, the bombshell yesterday when we were on the air. When news breaks, it happens on Dukes and Bell. That uh, Nick Saban was uh, stepping away when he told his team in a meeting. And, of course, that uh, news just, you know, spread around uh, the college football world like wildfire. So, real quick, I uh, just want to be remiss if I didn't mention, because you and I and Oren were all watching last night at the same time, Jalen Johnson for the Hawks last night. I yeah. Mean, two stars on this team, Trey and that guy, Jalen Johnson, who just had a monster night. I mean, another double-double, big time, and big moments, too, hitting that huge three-point shot in overtime as the Hawks basically score all the points in OT. Now, granted, you shouldn't give up that many points to a Sixer team that doesn't have Joel Embiid, but that's another story. This is true. 139-132 was the final. Yeah. Without Joel Embiid. Jalen, man, 25, total uh, 16 boards last night. We didn't play defense. Thank you, Nate. 25 <laughs> and 16 for him. Uh, DJ played well, too, man. I mean, DJ dropped 25 last night. Some people say, hey, uh, are they going to move on from DJ? I-, I don't believe that to be true at this point. I know there are a lot of rumors out there. By the way, trade deadline, February 8th. Okay? Mm. So if you're working on something, which a lot of teams are, leading up to the trade deadline, which is right, right around the corner, we'll see, Mike. But, yeah, man, I'm glad you mentioned it because it was a good win. We need to stack some wins. Tomorrow, speaking of the Hawks, Mike and I will be down live at State Farm Arena doing the show down there, getting you ready for Hawks Pacers Last time they played the Pacers, tomorrow's about revenge. Last time they yes. played the Pacers, okay, it was embarrassing. They got blown out. And we'll see what happens tomorrow, uh, literally a week later. That was last Friday, right. and then they, they play here tomorrow night. Hey, man, when uh, Bill Belichick uh, left uh, up in New England today and at the press conference, one of the things that came up, it was uh, asked of Robert Kraft, why didn't you try to seek a, a pick? For a coach, because he's still technically working for you. He's got one more year left on his deal. You could get some compensation. Bob Kraft said, if you look at this as a transaction, and he is so valuable, how we could extract something? I didn't think that was right. I didn't think it was right for Tom Brady, who gave us 20 years. I don't think it's right for Bill. Now, Tom was a free agent, so that argument really didn't hold war. But he's basically saying what Bill did for the franchise, they weren't going to hold him hostage with a pick. Although... If you remember, and it was a great 30 for 30 with the two Bills, when Bill Belichick uh, was uh, hired by the Jets, he's like, no, 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 I, I don't want to work for you with the Jets, Mr. Leon Hess. Uh, and then the Patriots had to then send a first-round pick to get him that was used in the in the 2000 draft, and that's the same draft that Belichick found Tom Brady in the sixth round. But anyway, even though he had to pay to get him, he wasn't going to charge somebody to have him. Yeah, I, uh, Mike, I just had heard that there was too much respect there. There was a mutual respect. It played out mm-hmm. as it did. Uh, that was certainly on the table for a lot of people who thought this was them trying to maximize it. Right. That's not what Kraft was trying to do. Right. And, and that's cool. And by the way, I, we obviously are so jealous of that organization when it was you know, really cooking. Everybody is. You know, but he's that. And we know guys that have played for Belichick, and we know guys we've guys that coach for him. And, and and Bob Kraft is one of those guys. I would, you know, people always have like sometimes on last call a guy you'd love to have dinner with or have a drink with. Bob Kraft. <laughs> I think we'll go have a steak, and then we'll go hang out with Meek Mill. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> well, you, <laughs> just, you're definitely going to enjoy a scotch or two. You got that right. Love, I mean, just he's one of those dudes, man. He's just he's got he's definitely got the juice. Hey, um, I know you and I are huge fans of a Netflix Drive to Survive. That's why Formula One has three races now in America because the uh, the response during COVID of the documentary on the series was great. Well, one of the stars of the series, you won't be seeing him anymore, Gunther Steiner, who runs Haas's racing team. Okay, he is out. His contract was coming up. He and Gene Haas, who also owns an NASCAR team with Tony Stewart, they agreed to part company. For those who don't know what he sounds like. Is this clean, Orin? Because I know he cusses a lot. Take a listen. He does not f- smash my door. Tell him that. If he doesn't want to come back, he better tell me now. Is he just about yeah. now? Yeah. He smashed my f-ing office door. <laughs> I think that was, uh, I want to say that was uh, Hulkenberg. No, I, I guess it, I, one of his drivers smashed the door and he was yelling at him. Um, the best thing about Drive to Survive is you get all the behind the scenes stuff and, and just how, you know, just how much fun and how loose these guys are. One of the cool storylines when uh, the Ukraine invasion happened, they are owned by a Russian. They had a big sponsor, the Haas team, from a Russian company that made fertilizer, one of the biggest companies uh, in, in the world. And the, fa- and the father of the driver was a Russian oligarch. So the price of the paint scheme was you had to take my idiot son as a driver. Ah. And he was an absolute P and ends with a K. And I'm not talking hockey puck. And it was great to hear Gunther basically say, I'm done for Russians. I don't need any more Russians in my life. It was, it was kind of a cool storyline. Uh, where's he going to land, Mike? Uh, I'm not sure because the team is the worst team in F1. True. And uh, Michael Andretti wants to come into F1. But uh, the other uh, Formula One teams, because there's 20 of them, they don't want to have to split the pot uh, 11 ways, 20 cars, 10 teams. So if you add Michael Andretti's entry and Cadillac's going to be involved as a sponsorship. I GM's love that. getting behind I it. I love that. Isn't that great? It was uh, Magnuson, by the way. A couple guys said it was Magnuson slammed his door, and that's who he was yelling at in that soundbite. But the idea that uh, if you want to see you know, an infusion of a, a team that has money in, to, to an infusion of cash, GM is behind the Andretti effort. So why doesn't Haas just dump out because Gene doesn't have the money? And when you're last place, you make the least money. That's right. That's why the, the finishes to help how much coin you get. So there you go. A little F1 nerd stuff for guys who dig it. All right, man. Nobody likes a Karen. We all know that. What do you think uh, airline uh, flight attendants have a, a name for a dude who's being a pain in the butt? Well, I took a guest, and I was just basing, basing it off of, uh, of Karen, which I said, Kevin. Right. You I, said no. I, I thought it might be that. You know, something like that. You guys, anybody behind the glass, you want to hazard a guess what the flight attendant might call a real pain in the butt pay, uh Flyer? A Chad? No, he's a... You, you got one, Chris? No, nah, give it to me. He's known as a Philip. <laughs> if ever you hear a flight attendant in, uh, in conversing with another flight attendant, either in the galley or in the aisle, I think the Philip needs another scotch and soda. Oh. Philip, the uh, term originates as P-I-L-P, passenger I'd like to punch. Makes sense. So in case you're on a flight, if you hear somebody say Philip... Yeah, you know, you best. Yeah, there's going to be somebody getting yelled at, or someone's going to be complaining about something. Passenger, I'd like to punch. Okay, that's kind of funny. That is a Philip. Yeah. By the way, the flight I mentioned. Uh, you know, we were coming back from uh, from New Orleans, and the flight attendant mentioning that you know, you know I have a lot of Falcon fans out on the plane, and you know, the coach. Oh, we did get some good news. Coach got fired. I hope, I hope she didn't get in trouble because in a couple of my Delta guys like, who was that? Oh, no, it was funny. The plane laughed. I mean, sucks for our, our buddy Arthur Smith, but the entire plane broke into applause, and and, and people were cheering about it. I, uh, you know? I've i been on those planes, though, where the, the flight attendants are aware of the social or cultural right, event dr- that's dr- going exactly. on, and they're just trying to connect. And more importantly, they're trying to get you relaxed. Right. Like, that's honestly what they're trying to do. They I tell always, jokes or whatnot. Right. I, I dig that. I like that with flight attendants. I always get a kick, and I've told this story before, and Chris, if you heard me, stop this, uh, stop me, but years ago, Bo Morgan and I, and I think you had an earlier flight, so we're coming back from Vegas from a fight weekend, 
And the pilot, I guess the uh, the, the first, I guess the first officer, he was giving him a chance to have a speaking part. So as we're landing, we're coming into Hartsfield, some high winds at Hartsfield, Jackson. So we had to do a go around. And the, this guy comes up, folks, I'm <clears throat> sorry that you noticed we had to do a go around. Uh, uh, <laughs> normally we can land in up to winds up to 30 miles an hour, but that was like 45. So we're we, uh, we're going to go around, and of course we don't we have to worry about the fuel. We don't want to have to okay. divert. All right, so bro. now people start freaking out. Come on now, so who gave this guy a speaking part? <laughs> I don't need to know all that. Right? And I, I asked my buddy, I've asked a few of my Delta pilots, and, and nobody knows who the guy is. But, he, I mean, he literally sounded like a guy going through puberty. It did not It did not instill confidence <laughs> into the people in the cabin. We only fly Delta jets. And on the flip side of that, coming back from Vegas from the Formula One race, we had to do a go-around, and there was a, some traffic was on the uh, the runway. Yeah. And the pilot, the guy sitting next to me goes, I think there's a plane. Then <laughs> we went up and, and came around. Pilot, you know, this is one of those cool either ex-naval aviators or, air, you know, Air Force like, yeah, folks, you might have noticed uh, we had to do a go around there. There was uh, some traffic on the runway, and I hate to admit it, but I, I don't have collision on this plane. Perfect. See, that's funny, right? Perfect. Right? And they'd take it out of my salary. So, yeah, yeah that's a fun yeah. way to kind of alleviate any note. Why do we have to go around? Yeah, I've right. got control of things. Right. We're as a, good. As opposed to saying, yeah, your balls haven't dropped yet in the cockpit. <laughs> I agree. And then we had to fly around, and I'm a little nervous right I mean, now. You and don't want to hear that. Women were, like, freaking out in front of me. I look at Squid Billy and go, well, look at the bright side. They divert to Dobbins. That's a short Uber ride. <laughs> you don't want to hear uh, that. Anyway, there's your guy talk from Dukes and Bell. Hey, man, ale. Get some this week and watch your football. And by the way, we talked about Peacock at the. We didn't get to the tease yesterday. One of the Chiefs players has given away 90 Peacock, uh, like I guess 30 day memberships, so you can watch the game. If you don't have Peacock and you're in your car, we got a Hawks game on Saturday. It's on WAOK, so you can hear all the uh, Chiefs and the Dolphins on our sister station this weekend. Yeah, we are your home for the NFL playoffs, guys. Hey, coming up, stop living in the past. It's Dukes and Bell. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 